Hi, this is Robert Rankin Walker. You're listening to Chords and Vines on 10 Temecula Entertainment Network. Sunday afternoon. You're listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines. Hello there. Hi there, Cat Ellis. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm Tom Plant. That's Cat, and uh, we're off to another fun-filled installment of Chords, Vines, and Dines. We were just listening to a little snip from Mandy Fraser. Oh, it's hard to believe it's been more than eight years since we lost him. Yep. Uh, we lost him March 16, 2015. Yep. And we did an interview with him. About six months before he passed. And, well, uh, in August 2014, and that was with uh, Joe Mullinex and myself <laughs> and uh, Kimberly Bailey. We were at Bailey's. Right. And that was the first time I met Andy. And what a treat it was to have him on the show. And we're going to play a couple excerpts from that interview. It was the first and only time I met him, but I remember vividly I had a five minutes with him maybe after the show and we talked about some British musicians and reminisced and oh yeah I remember him and so uh, what a what a great guy yeah Uh, and I've actually got a little tear welling up in my eye right now just thinking about it well for those people that don't know who Andy Frazier was he was uh in the band Free with Paul Rogers and Paul Kossoff Carrick Kossoff K-O-S-O-F oh Kossoff yes and also Simon Kirk and Andy, probably most notably, is remembered for the the song All Right Now. And later on in the show, you're going to hear how that song came about. It's a great story, and Andy was a wonderful storyteller, among other things. So he's going to tell the story of how that song came to be. Uh, we have that, and then also another story that was just really incredible. <laughs> uh, at age 15, he was playing with John Mayall. I know, in the Blues Breakers. It was a short-lived... With uh, Mick Taylor, who was uh, a phenomenal guitarist and w- uh, went on to join the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah, and do you know that All Right Now has been recorded at least by other uh, artists 59 times? That's amazing. Incredible. And probably one of the most... Cover songs. Yeah. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Karaoke. <laughs> yeah, that's that's used, and it's really interesting how that how that comes about. It's a, it's a wonderful story that we'll. And see. you know, besides that, he wrote several other hit songs that were recorded by Robert Palmer mm. in 1978. Every kind of people. Such a great song. Other other artists that have made some of his songs hits out of his songs: Joe Cocker, Shaka Khan, Rod Stewart, Paul <sighs> Young. I mean. I was just, just, it uh, just goes on and on. I heard uh, Rod Stewart when he was in the Jeff Beck group while I was driving over to the 
Li Promo Studios. Mm. Anyway, so what do we've got going this oh, week? We've got well, some great artists or uh, uh, interviews coming up here on our show. Well, we have a great show today. Uh, we were lucky enough to get a hold of Bill Wilson. Uh, who's the president of Wilson Creek Winery, as he was uh, driving uh, over to his uh, home in Lake Havasu and uh, giving it some much-needed uh, tender-loving care that he's, his, his attention has been diverted to the winery, so he hasn't had a chance to get there. And also Diane Strand from JDS Creative Academy, which I'm real excited about because she's got a Digifest coming up and also a mixer this coming week that she's going to be holding. And later in the show, I want to share with you some of the guests that we have coming up in the next few weeks. We've got some really exciting stuff coming to Cords, Vines, and Dines. A lot of good stuff. So that being said, shall we get on to our interview with Diane Strand from JDS Academy? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no? Okay, no, good, good. I'm going to go on. I need on someone and... to keep me in line. Well, yes, I was. <laughs> Crack the whip here. No, we're going to go into Andy. Oh, wonder. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, let's talk about, let's go with Andy and talk about... Uh, all right now. Okay, let's hear how that song came to be. We had a gig, I think, in Leeds University, no, a college. It was like a rainy Tuesday night. We got lost. We arrived in a foul mood. And they could have held maybe 3,000 people, and there was 33 people there, all out of their head on Mandrax. This was a drug <laughs> choice at the time. Some of them were like rubber people bumping into each other. It was like a 70s mosh pit. (laughs) Usually in situations like that, we could play for ourselves and be quite good and sometimes stunning. But we sucked that night. (laughs) And we came off and in the dressing room, you know, you could hear a pin drop like someone was going to get hurt any minute. And to break the, 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 the silence and the vibe, I started singing, All right now, baby. I said, Come on, kids. Tomorrow's another day. And, it, you know, they started harmonizing and tapping and singing along. And it broke the vibe. Amy. And <clears throat> that was the, the beginning of it. The, the chords was me trying to be Pete Townsend, <laughs> who to me is king of the chords. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. And we always thought of it as a a sort of throwaway three-chord trick, maybe two even. And when Chris Blackwell of Island Records said, that's a single, we said, no. uh, That's embarrassing. You can't be serious. (laughs) And it was about the only argument he won with us, and he turned out to be right. Oh, I sure miss him, and I know you you miss him so deeply because you really got to know Andy. Yeah, uh, not for very long, but in the short period that I did know him, uh, I, I really got to see the type of person he was and just truly humble, totally talented. Um, I did photos at a Grammy after party that he was performing at with uh, uh, Gary Miller, and they were uh, uh, working with uh, Rockers Against Human Trafficking and did a whole concert series there uh, at a Grammy after party. And I remember telling Andy at the end of the night that I've photographed a lot of artists, but I've never enjoyed myself more than I did that night photographing him. So full of life and expression. And just, I just really miss him from that. And when I told him that, he didn't say a word. He just gave me a big smile and a twinkle. And 
Your Just photos of Andy are magical. They really, truly captured his essence. Oh, thank you. I was probably one of the last people to photograph him, and, uh, and I also videoed some of his work. And he lived here in the Temecula Valley. He lived in Temecula, yes. Yeah. And I wanted to thank uh, my good friend Serene Jagger for setting that all up. Yeah. And we miss you, Serene. Yes, we do. And then at NAMM show, I got to interview all the guys from uh, Rockers Against Human Trafficking and uh, talk about about that with them at uh, NAMM. We did a whole series with them at NAMM show. Very cool. It was really nice. But anyway, we go. let's go back to one more interview or a uh, little segment <laughs> we did uh, back with Andy, with uh, Joe Molinex, and also with Guy Tao. You'll hear Guy's yes. voice in there, too. And then... Joe Molinix does the classic punchline at Absolutely. the end. So let's go to that. Saturday afternoon, I was still 15. Alexis Corner, who, who'd made me one of the family because his daughter and I, I guess, were very close and went to the same college, got a call from John Miles said, I need a bass player like yesterday. He said, well, there's this kid who hangs around the house, plays my guitar, says he plays bass. I tend to believe him. Sunday, I go for an audition. We play a couple of 12-bar blues. I got the gig. Monday, I tell college, go take a hike. I meet John Mayo downtown London. He buys a new bass, amp, stereo system, and we have to go to the magistrates where he swears up and down that when we go abroad on Tuesday the next day, I'll be in bed by 8 o'clock. And, and, you know, everything is going to be kosher. Well, after our first gig in Amsterdam, me and Mick Taylor, who are the only ones who used to imbibe in Amsterdam's finest, um, had a quick toke up after the gig. I went back to my room, and this is like an alien story, but I was literally aware of all the blood running up through my veins, up my arms, up my legs, through my whole body. I was conscious of it. Now, this happens all the time to us, right? And it all ended in the central part of my body in a raging hard-on. And it was like, this was like... Who needs Viagra? Right. It, it was like aliens had knocked on my door and says, we bring you knowledge from across the universe. And so, so I run to like, like Mick Taylor's room and like have to tell him this experience I just had. He looks at me like, you're really stone, kid. Well, this happened last year. I did a festival in England with Mick. Um, and he was tuning his guitar, and I thought, this is going to take a while. I've got time to tell a story. So I related that story to the audience, and Mick said, I don't remember that. <laughs> but Mick, you don't remember the whole of the 80s or the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> the stoner boner story. I like that. I love that story. I know that's one of your favorites. It is, uh... Joe really was so quick on the draw, and uh, we'll, I'll just never, ever forget him coming up with that right off the cuff. Oh, that was great. And uh, what a great story, too, from Andy. And that was, he was talking about John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. Right. Do you know that John Mayall is still touring? I think he's close to 90. If he's not 90, he's, uh, he's pushing it. I saw him a few years ago, too, over at the Coach House, and he was incredible. He was really good. But you think about the guitar players that he's uh, had. Oh, my in his, gosh. Eric Clapton, Peter Green, Mick Taylor. Uh, who was the uh, 
uh, it'll come to me. Uh, it's a guy that we both personally know. Uh, blues guitar player, singer. Um, oh, God, <laughs> you're putting uh, me on the spot. No, well, I'm, I'm putting remember. myself on the spot. It'll come to me. Uh, anyway, it was just, uh, I just was thinking of Andy today. Um, I remember his passing so well because it was the day before my birthday. Right. And I remember... Speaking of that, somebody has a birthday coming up yeah. very soon. Yes, I'm going to be green. I'm going to turn green <laughs> for a day. That's my usual. St. Patrick's Day is Mama Cat's birthday. Yes, it is. Oh, I also wanted to mention, too, that uh, Wilson Pickett also made one of Andy's songs famous, Fire, uh, Fire and Water. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there was a lot. Andy, you know, more, did a lot for the music world. He did. Besides just everybody thinks of all right now, but there was so much more. Well, like you said, every kind of people, Robert Palmer, what a great song. Yeah, um, well, All Right Now uh, hit number one in over 20 territories and recognized by ASCAP in 1990 for uh, over 1 million radio plays in the U.S. by 1989. And his last album, On Assignment, uh, we're going to play, well, we listened to, uh, this is part of the, this is the big one, but we're going to end our show with uh, Totally Yours, which Such I a, think is my favorite. Oh, mine too. And um, We miss you, Andy. Yes, we do. Okay, let's get on with uh, the next part of our show. Here we go. Well, we had a, a very nice visit with Diane Strand, and uh, she is one of the co-owners of JDS Academy in Temecula. Oh, well, let's get on and listen to Diane. So, Diane, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Um you and I go way back. You you were, gosh, it's been a long time. I don't know, 10 years maybe? It has been, yeah. We do go way back. I remember doing Chords and Vine with our artist experience events way back when. And, um, yeah, we go way back in the community. Thanks yes. for having me here. Oh, thanks for joining us. Very much our pleasure. You've really grown since I uh, first met you with JDS Academy. And now you've got the DigiFest coming up, and that's in April. Uh, you've got, you are just really booming out there. How many students do you have at the academy right now? Oh, well, you know, I have to say it depends on which program you're really talking about. But I would say all in total, we probably have about 75 students at the academy um, at any given time. But we have... Uh, over uh, 19 enrolled in our day training program, which is adults with developmental disability learning video production and multimedia and digital media 25 hours a week. And then we have students in musical theater and script writing and fashion design and backstage production. And this year we're doing Lion King, so we have a cast of like 25, so it's just incredible. And yes, we are gearing up for DigiFest. Tell us a little bit about uh, DigiFest. What what can uh, an attendee expect? Well, DigiFest is a three-day digital media festival. Uh, it's set up like a film festival. Uh, we do the narrative and uh, documentary uh, video. It's all a 30-minute or less 
format. So we have the competition aspect, which is anything in the digital media category from film, video, animation, graphics, music, podcasting, websites, graphic design, gaming. If it's digital, we even go into some coding and different things like that in the CAD drawings on the corporate side. So it's anything that is digital that uh, kind of plays into the festival. And then we have the three days that goes on in April, which is the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of April this year. And that's where we bring the, the glitter of Hollywood, I guess, right here to Temecula. And we have amazing speakers and presenters uh our friday night opening blue carpet night we have ryan onan who is the co-executive producer writer and an actor on the abc show big sky and then we have yeah then we have eileen grubba and you can find her like on hbo's watchman and this is us and she's also an advocate for um developmental disabilities in the entertainment industry. Uh, and then we have some great entertainment on uh, Friday night. And then Saturday all day, we have a director's panel with Emmy award-winning director and other award-winning directors and all different kinds of genres. And then we move on to uh, a voiceover panel. We got the voice of Porky Pig and Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory and uh, the Looney Tune character, so that'll be a really fun panel. And then uh, we have, after that, we have a podcasters and influencer panel uh, where we're bringing in um, podcasters from all over the country to come in and share. And then Saturday night, we go into our screenings, which uh, we're, we're a little unconfirmed on where they could be here at the studio, because uh, we have a 100-seat theater here, so we may do it here at the studio. But uh, we're, we're also in talks with uh, the ChemiQ uh, at the moment. So we'll see where that kind of ends up. But then you got the screening. So all the finalists of the film and video in the narrative, documentary, animation categories, uh, film on the uh, screen on the, on the big screen, and then Sunday, we get into some more workshopping. We have a, a certified trainer from Adobe coming out to teach them premiere editing. And then we have uh, Byron Fry from, he's, I'm sure, from your guys' world. He's a big music uh, uh, producer and composer, and he's coming to teach a workshop. And then we have uh, Diane Forster, and she's going to teach how to start your own podcast or TV show. And then after that, we go right into the awards ceremony. Um, And then it's at the celebration that's over at City Hall. And we have Adrian Paul, who is from the Highlander series. And we have a big musical guest as well. Lee Coulter will be there. And then... um, and then we also just actually found out we're going to have the state treasurer, Fiona Ma, uh, is going to speak on arts and economics uh, on a state level in, here in California. 
And so that's huge and super exciting. So, and then we give out the Digi Awards. So I, there's just so much going on. I think I could talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I remember um, at one time you were telling me that kids that enrolled at the academy were able to get credit, school credits. Is that still true with you? That is true, yes. We have um, three different accredited programs at the academy. We have the Title 17 job training program for adults with developmental disabilities. And then we have a California State Apprenticeship Program uh, for emerging high, uh, emerging college students um, coming out of uh like a community college level looking to break into the industry. And then we have the K through 12 uh, voucher program with all the charter schools and homeschools. And we meet the California education code for visual arts and performing arts. That's great. That is absolutely wonderful. And uh, how many instructors do you have? I know you and Scott are both just totally hands-on, but you've got to have some help there. How many other instructors are there? Uh, well, we have 13 staff members who work here, um, and everybody who teaches is an industry professional, In whether that's a professional camera operator or an editor or a professional, you know, script writer. So we do. We have lots of help, um, and we have different teachers that teach from fashion design and backstage production and photography and different videos. So, yeah, Scott and I are very hands-on, but we definitely have, as we like to call it, the hashtag JDS family, so we have lots of support. That's great. That is wonderful. Gail, did you have a question? I saw you kind of... Oh, um, no, I I wanted to say that I, I had a tour of the JDS Academy, and I have to say that when you walk in there... There's an energy about it. There's something exciting. That something is happening. Something is brewing. That uh, is big. Is is really big. It it's it, it. There's something alive. There's something moving about about being there and seeing the costumes and the stage and the uh, everything that's going on is so exciting. And so I fully support everything you're doing and I feel like more people need to know about JDS because it is a amazing place for people and our community to come together and support. Bravo. Oh, thank I you. I also know Absolutely. that you have a big business mixer coming up here uh, mid-March. You want to tell us about that? We do. We are hosting the Temecula Valley Chamber of Commerce March Mixer. So that's uh, next week, Wednesday. Uh, uh, no, no, sorry, two weeks, uh, March 15th. So that's uh, going to be a lot of fun. We have some amazing sponsors. We've got food sponsors and beverage sponsors. we got business sponsors um, coming in that are, you know, going to, be able to market what it is that they do, their service and their products. We've got amazing gift baskets. So you'll, if you come down, you want to get some raffle tickets and, and you get to hang out here at the studio and see what the place looks like. And, um, as well as, you know, just network with other businesses and that's how you move the needle. You know, you got to show up. And so 
you know, I love it when I don't have to show up too far. It can be right here in my own place and we're <laughs> holding the mixer. But, um, you know, for all the businesses out there, you know, come meet, you know, meet one new person and move the needle in your business. And that's what it's all about is making those connections and collaborations. So we always try and throw um, a mixer um, and be able to, you know, support the chamber as well as all the other businesses, is, you know, because I'm a firm believer that, you know, business makes business work. Diane, why don't you uh, give our listeners your uh, web address so they can find you? Oh, sure. Well, anything hashtag JDS family uh, will come up in a search for us and jdscreativeacademy.org as well as digifesttemecula.org. And uh, you can find us on all the social media platforms, whether that's Facebook, Instagram. I think we're TikToking nowadays and uh, YouTube. We also have a TV show called Spirit of Innovation. So if you're looking for news and information for Riverside County, it's, it's very local and it's good to know and need to know news. And it keeps you in the know. So that's a little Spirit of Innovation for you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Diane. We look forward to coming out there and seeing you. Maybe we'll make the mixer. I would love that. I would love to see you, Kat. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Diane. Well, hello. We're back again. I loved talking with Diane. And have you ever been out to the studio? It's just, it's it's amazing. The energy there is really wonderful. Very positive. uh, And a lot of learning is going on. They're they're very good at conveying and imparting their information and knowledge, and it's just absolutely fantastic. So thank you, Diane, and uh, to uh, do and try to Scott. Make, and Scott, who we didn't talk to this time, but uh, we will definitely see him and do make plans to attend Digifest. I'll tell you the most excited I am is to see the uh, gentleman from Big Sky who plays Dono. If you haven't watched Big Sky, (laughs) there's a character in there named Dono. Dono is pure evil. He's a bad dude. It's not for the uh, faint faint of heart. Faint of heart (laughs) at all. No, it's not. And the thing is, it it was so bad. I mean, good bad, bad. How do you describe it? It was so evil, but I couldn't tear myself away from it. Exactly. I I binge watched several episodes. Well, I still have a few to save her. I'm at the beginning of season three. There are three seasons, and I'm. Still got about probably 10 or 12 episodes left. Oh, what's taking you so long? I couldn't <laughs> like, wait that long. I'd like to nurse it, like to savor it. Well, anyway, we're not drinking Wilson Creek wine, though we should be right now. Well, we're yeah. drinking wine that was produced uh, for and by our friends John and Kim Kelleher, who own Grapeline Wine Tours. Such a wonderful couple, and uh, I've been privileged enough to uh, be associated with them, but this was their... 20th anniversary. Oh, I got away from the mic. Cheers to 20 years is what this called. And uh, I won that bottle at the uh, Wildemar Business Mixer. Yeah. Well, and, that was a good prize. It's good wine. It's a it, Zinfandel blend. Yeah, it's very nice. And there's another mixer this Thursday at the corporate room in Wildemar starting at 8 o'clock till 10. I'm not going to be there this time with Sassy Mamas. I'm <gasps> taking a break. <gasps> Shocked. I know. I might go as just a regular yeah. attendee. That might shock me. Go walk in without having to set up a table and jars and everything else. Should I let our listeners know what's coming up in the very near future? Sure. We're going to be talking with Kelly Brown, who's written a book called Mindful Forgiveness. And her entire book is about 
how to how to forgive uh, people for uh, any uh, trespasses or whatever you want to call it. just let it go forgive them and it's, it's an entire book on how, the art of uh, forgiving uh, also Joel Karsten this is a guest you're going to be very excited about his uh, book is called Straw Bale Gardens Complete. Yay, I want to read that one. Cat likes to garden. I love to garden. We should be getting his book in the very near future. We have uh, Kelly's uh, book in uh, PDF. And uh, then I received a book on Thursday or Friday called Gameness, G-A-M-E-N-E-S-S, Land on Your Feet. And uh, it's David Dennis is the author, and he's going to tell us about going into things with the mindset that it's not possible for you to lose and how that changes things if you go in with that attitude that there's no way you can lose. You're going to win. i got to keep that mindset. Yes. Keep it going. So I'm really excited to uh, share with you the visit we had with our uh, friend Bill Wilson. Bill runs Wilson Creek Winery. Uh, I've had the privilege of, of calling him my friend for many years. And uh, it's the fact that he said, yeah, I'll do your interview. And he said, I'm, we're driving to Havasu, but that's fine. We'll, we'll chat in the car. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I've got uh, <laughs> so many stories about Bill. I was standing on the stairs at Wilson Creek Winery looking at uh, a, a good musician or whatever, and I felt somebody tugging on the back, tugging on the hairs on the back of my leg, and I turned around, it was Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get into uh, yeah. the interview? It was a but great interview. It too. was. Excited to have Bill Wilson from Wilson Creek Winery with us today. Hey, Bill. Hey, how are you guys today? Great day. Oh, it's rainy but beautiful. We're good, we're uh, good. Hey, from a farmer that's looking for water, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear you complaining. No. <laughs> well, it's the most expensive free water we ever get because uh, when it rains a tenth of an inch, Stormwatch 2023, everybody stay indoors and they don't come out and visit. So it tends to be uh, an issue sometimes, but, you know, you just got to roll with the punches and know that the next vintage uh, that's coming out of 2023 is going to be ideal. Oh, it should be stunning. And, and our only issue right now is we don't have a bottle of Wilson Creek wine in front of us. Well, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Next time you got to come out and interview me in person, then we'll all have a glass of wine in front of us. That, you got a date. That's a deal. All right. Perfect. So, Bill, we go back probably... Close to 15 years now, and I'll, I'll never forget how we met. I saw you on uh, the Fox Morning News, and you were talking about Harvest, and I emailed you, and we've been uh, talking ever since. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of fun to befriend somebody in the whole wine industry and a writer and the whole thing, and uh, you've been a, a fan of ours for a while and have written some very wonderful things about us, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate the friendship. I, I appreciate it too, Bill, and I've appreciated the times I've gotten to go uh, after harvest to the uh, the family and employee parties up above the tasting room and uh, a lot of good memories. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. Oh, what, thank you. What's your big ass hairy goal these days? Wow. Wow. <laughs> God, not too many people ask somebody what's their BHAG. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I've got a couple of different BHAGs. Um, I want Gus to get a 98-point wine yeah. um, out of the cellar. And I want to be the most uh, hospitable winery in the world. That's a BHAG. That's a BHAG right there. 
Well, we're arguably the busiest. Yes. If you really look at it and analyze the numbers up and down the you know coast of California, and then you go across the United States, and there's really not that many wineries that see what we see. And then the international is completely different. So it's kind of like, okay, we're the most visited. Now we have to be the most friendly, warm, welcoming, and engaging. And uh, it takes a team effort. Speaking of your team, you've got an amazing team. We touched on Gus. He does such an incredible job, and I love the fact that you give him a lot of freedom to to play around and try different grapes. Well, yeah, we do that uh, along with Greg Penny Royal. Give him the freedom to express his uh, biology out in the vineyards, which then gives the expression to Gus to then further create and put into the bottle. So it's kind of a a top-down approach and a whole buzzword of the day is regenerative agriculture and and uh greg just got back from napa uh he was on a viticulture panel uh with or he and and mr gergich uh wow. were the speakers so little old temecula is getting some uh uh renowned exposure through regenerative agriculture and what what greg is doing because he's taken a scientific researchers approach to it and documenting everything and we're showing trends and uh and charts that that show that regenerative agriculture uh just doesn't make better wine it saves water uh it's cheaper it's uh easier to farm it doesn't look as spectacular as some of the vineyards up north as they have their manicured but by far from a soils uh, microbial uh, standpoint, it's far superior. So um, you're going to see some really fantastic stuff coming out of our uh, cell in the next few years. Nice job recruiting both of those gentlemen, Gus and Greg. They are phenomenal men. Yeah, and we got another little secret weapon in there. That's called Christina Filippi. She's our, our little dynamo assistant winemaker that will... Uh, Hopefully, as as you you know, think down the road as Gus gets older, uh, Christina will, will step in and take his place at at some point. You know, we never wanting to say goodbye to Gus, and he'll no. always be around. But you know, from a day to day operations, she'll eventually take his spot. The next generation. Yep, yep, and she's a little firecracker boy. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows her wine too, you know. Uh, that's the key. And we can't forget Steve Stawinski in the kitchen. Yeah, he's uh, again from a foodie perspective. Uh, he's he's got it going on. Um, you know, he just we have the we call it the little kitchen that could because what we you know pull out of there and what we do out of there is fantastic. We've put some money into it to expand it so we can operate better um and we're we're right in the middle of that transformation and where we're getting a whole nother hotline we're just waiting for some uh, metal to be fabricated for the hoods and everything else and with the uh the whole trade thing or you know supply chain you know, you're three and four months before you can get the necessary equipment to put in place. It's just nuts. And when you say little, you're not kidding. That's a tiny little kitchen. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a little kitchen in the cut. It's not, I mean, uh, what's the, um, what's the place on, uh, down in old town, uh, public house. Yes. Now that's a tiny kitchen. No kidding. <laughs> anyway, but he's doing great. He's, uh, got some great menu items. They work together. He changes it constantly. And he really believes in the, you know, field the fork, uh, principle that tries to get everything, uh, local and organic and, uh, uh, again, it's not the perfect uh, orange carrots, and they're kind of weird, but they are fresh <laughs> and they are delicious, and that's what you want. Yeah. So, kind of looks a little different on the plate, but boy, it is sure good. And I love that when you order a, a meal there, uh, generally a, a little amuse bouche comes out, and uh, that's a nice touch. Yeah, that's for our wine club members and our uh, uh, VIP wine writers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you know any of those? Beg your pardon? Do you know any of those? Uh, I know a couple, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's coming yeah, up, Bill? You got some concerts Go this summer? Well, let's talk music. Yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, some great concert lineups coming up. Uh, specifically, we've teamed up with K-Frog over the years, and uh, they get bands that you know we can't get because of their pull. Uh, but we've got uh, Lee Bryce coming up in the end of March, and that that uh, broke our server, basically. It uh, <laughs> I shut down our server as so many people hit so much and too much that our, our parameters that we put around it said, nope, shut down. Uh, this is fraud. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Three different times that we opened it up, so... Uh, yeah, he sold out quickly. And we got Craig Morgan coming up uh, right before Memorial Day. And we got another gentleman by the name of Matt Stell. He's 6'7". Uh, I guess he's a tall drink of water if you're a female. <laughs> and uh, um, Heather from K-Frog is absolutely swearing by this guy and putting her, her stamp on it. And then we have um, Brett Young. Uh, coming and and he's an Orange County boy. Uh, he's done very good for himself. And I saw him at Pachanga when he was first starting. And I went up to his parents, as I could tell they were their parents. And I said, "Your kid's going to go a long way. He's good. He's got it. Uh, he's good looking. He's got the voice, and he's got the connection with the audience. And he sure did. He took off, and he's you know we're just proud to get him." Well, Bill, it's always a pleasure, and uh, next time let's get together at the winery. We'll have uh, have a little lunch and uh, drink some wine. Perfect. Uh, looking forward to it. Bill? Swallow something wrong. Cat <laughs> has a question for you. Well, it was something I just wanted to say that over the years, Bill, I just really think it's wonderful how Wilson Creek has, has given back to the community and opened your doors for a lot of charities, including uh, Melissa's Place and uh, Wishes yeah. for Children when I was on the board with Wishes for Children and I think it's just wonderful that a winery of your size and everything can still um, reach out and that, help the community like just, you do. Yeah, well, thank you. That's just part of who we are. That comes from Rosie and Jerry. We've kind of picked it up and ran with it. Uh, every one of our jazz concerts, we have uh, an auction and a chance for the charity. Uh, this time is uh, the... Uh, sheriff that's going to be um at our at our country concerts sorry i i was being corrected there at uh <laughs> lee bryce uh the the charity is the gentleman that was and the family that was the sheriff that was shot mm. 
uh, yes. recently. So we're we're raising some money for them. Bravo. So yeah, it's a it's it's really really kind of important that you give back to the community. As I always say, you put your arms around Temecula, Temecula put their arms around you. And that's what we've done from the get-go. And, you know, as we we uh, continue to pour wine at the various charity events, in turn, they come out and uh, they they we provide the charity places for them to, to have their little events. So it's been a wonderful relationship and it's not going to stop. That's great. Well, thank you so much on behalf of the community. Well, no problem. Well, thank really you guys for having it. me on. You bet. And uh, I'll shoot you a link to the show, and, and we'll see you soon at the winery. Sounds great. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, everybody, for supporting Wilson Creek Winery out there. Cheers, all. Thank you. Cheers. All right. Bye. You are listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines, and uh, I really do feel blessed that uh, Bill and I have had a, a long-time friendship. He, he's a great guy. He's a lot of fun. And we've had some long, serious uh, sit-down visits where uh, and we've shared a lot. I've, I got to know his mom and dad very well. His dad passed uh, about a year ago. But Rosie's still going strong, and she's just a gem, isn't she? Oh, she is. She's such a sweetheart. And I do want to say I made a mistake in the interview. You? Oh, yeah, I do that every once a, once a year or so. Um, I said Melissa's place when I really meant to say Michelle's place. And I think I got it confused because we were just at a, a beautiful uh, event the other night and uh, Melissa's Produce was right. part of it. Well, that event was uh, put on by Garcia de la Cruz Olive Oils and they've been around it's well over 100 years, isn't it, Kat? And Oh, yeah, 150 years. 150 years and there were uh, three generations where the uh, owners and and the people who ran the company were women. Yes. Yay. Yay. But uh, uh, Robert Schuler, our good friend Robert Schuler from Melissa's Produce was there. And uh, I spoke with Robert. He said, I'd love to be a guest on your show. So sometime this week, we're going to get a box laden with, I, I think, mostly fruits, including that Ooh, incredible yummy. exotic pink pineapple. Oh, oh. We tasted something called kiwi berries. They're they're little berry size, but they're like kiwis. You just pop them in your mouth. You don't have to peel them. Yeah, they don't have the little hairy skin on them right. like normal kiwis would. And pine berries, which are, look like a white strawberry. So uh, those are going to be coming our way. And uh, so who knows whatever, uh, what other surprises. I think some ugly fruit. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to try them all. I'm already thinking, what can I so, do? What can I make with yeah. those? But. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, so it was a wonderful event. And, boy, I love the olive oil taste. And the stuffed olives. <gasps> oh, my gosh. the What was that one? The one Manchego, Manchego cheese. cheese. Oh, that was so good stuffed yeah. in there. So we're also going to be getting a goodie box from Garcia de la Cruz. Uh, we'll be uh, talking about all their wonderful Spanish uh, products, uh, the olives and their olive oils, which are just fabulous. Hey, Kat, pick a card. Oh, okay. are we card. doing this right now? Okay. Oops, oh, I picked pick two, two cards. Okay, Game of Food, are you ready, And the Tom? category is? The category is people and uh, pop culture. Okay. In the musical, Sweeney Todd, what wholesome food did Mrs. Lovett make with all the human flesh provided by the demon barber of Fleet Street? Ew. Ew. <laughs> A, meat pies, B, sausages, C, fish and chips, D, roast beef. All right, I'm going to go with sausages. Eh. Meat pies? Meat pies. Yeah, that was my... Okay, your choice is cooking tools and techniques or regional dishes. Cooking tools. 
Okay. I'm not going to be good on either one. But. Classic, you, you might know this one. Classic buttercream frosting is made by beating butter into what? A, meringue, B, whipped cream, C, egg yolks and sugar, or D, cream cheese? Cream cheese. Oh, no. I would put it with cream cheese. Meringue. Meringue? Yep. Really? Meringue. I did not know that. You want to do another one? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Ingredients. Okay. Not counting the meatless wing tip, chicken wings come in two parts. There's the drumstick-shaped drumette and also A, the flat, B, the arm, C, the blade, or D, the slat. Uh, B, the flat. B, the arm? Yeah. Uh, the answer is A, the flat. Okay, so I got the wrong wrong letter right answer. I don't oh. know. That's why I said B, the yeah. arm. Okay. Uh, regional dishes is our last uh, question in the game of food. Okay. What's the main ingredient in Texas caviar? Is it A, hard-boiled eggs, B, roasted eggplant, C, fish eggs, or D, black-eyed peas? Oh, my God. Texas caviar. Um, Eggs. A. D, black-eyed peas. That was my... I almost went with black-eyed peas, so... Anyway, we've got a we had a good good show. I love yeah, this. And we're gonna, oh, I've got one more thing. Thanks again to Diane Strand uh, from JDS Academy and Scott and to uh, Bill Wilson from Wilson Creek. And uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna stop at Wilson Creek in the very near future. Have a glass of wine, have a bite to eat, and uh, sit down and have a a visit with Bill. Before we play our uh, the last of our music with Andy Frazier. Totally yours. Uh, totally yours. One of my very, very favorites of his. You know, every morning on Facebook, I start my day on trying to post something positive for everybody. And you do a very good job. Thank you. I either post something really profound or really stupid. But I almost, <laughs> to make you laugh. But. I almost said damn good, but I paused. And well, <laughs> should we call this one a little, little bit of Cat's morning, Cat's Facebook morning. Let's. Uh, this one I posted on last Tuesday, and it is um, by Ellen DeGeneres. Really? Okay. It's wonderful to be loved, but it's profound to be understood. Wow. You know, I, I really agree with that. Mm-hmm. Being understood is not always the easiest thing to nope, do. Nope, it isn't. So, shall we go on then to uh, our last song, and we'll just end it with Andy. Yeah. All right. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines. Totally yours, totally yours, totally
Don't turn the 